Good morning and happy Mother's Day. To all you ladies, we say we love you and we are so blessed to have you in our life. I want to start this morning with two simple facts. The first one is that this makes 106 years that we've been celebrating Mother's Day. Woodrow Wilson in 1914 uh, declared that uh, Mother's Day was going to be a, uh, uh, the second Sunday in May. And so we celebrate you this morning for 106 straight years, ladies. The second thing I wanted to say is, is this simple little known fact. Experts tell us that a child will often learn, more often learn to say dada before he says mama. Now I know that uh, uh, that may be a little sore spot for you ladies, but the reason is Dr. Brain Moskowitz says that babies are more likely to utter the sound da because doing so doesn't require the child to force air through their nose. I'm glad, I'm sure you're glad you came to learn that this morning. But I guess what that essentially means is that being and saying, being a dad and saying dad is a lot easier than being a mom or saying a mom. And so this morning, ladies, we want you to know how much we appreciate you. So over the past few weeks, we've been in this pandemic. And if there, if there ever was a year that we needed to honor you ladies, it's 2020. And over the past few weeks, we've, been, we've heard a lot in the news from our government and from leaders about uh, the, the term essential and non-essential. Businesses a few weeks ago were deemed either essential or non-essential. We all had our egos checked uh, during this time because our jobs were declared essential or non-essential. And the question I want to ask this morning on this Mother's Day is, who is the most essential worker in all of this? Is it the social workers? Is it the retail? Is it the food processors? Is it the delivery people? Is it the farmers? Uh, who, who's the most essential? Maybe the healthcare workers would be, would be, a, that would be a fair assumption to say that healthcare workers are the most essential. Well, this morning I want to declare via a non-scientific study, just who is the most essential among us. And I think, you know, where I'm going with this, we've all discovered over the past six or seven weeks, a fresh and anew that mom you are the most essential. What happened was a culture that for 50, 60, 70 years has said being a stay-at-home mom is not all that important. Just in a moment, bam, just like that, all the restaurants were closed and we're like, mom, dad, mom, where are you? In the snap of a finger, everyone became a homeschooler. And dad, don't take too much credit for that homeschool. I know you were just the principal enforcing the rules. But we know mom shouldered that responsibility and, and researched and understood that responsibility uh, uh, like no one else. And without a moment of a planning, the role of homemaker became the most important position in America. So if there ever was a year where we needed to honor our mothers and our wives and our sisters and our grandmothers and the ladies in our life. It's 2020. I read this week in the New York Times that 
48 million people were deemed essential in this crisis. And 52% of the people deemed essential were ladies. 78% of social workers are women. 77% of healthcare workers are women. 90% of nurses are women. 53% of critical retail, retail deemed essential, are women. According to this survey with the American Community uh, Microdate Survey. So it is official. I can announce it here this morning. Officially, Mom, you're the most, you're the most essential person in our world. God knew the importance and the essential nature of women when he declared in the garden, it is not good that man be alone. God decided to make a companion for man that would complete him, that would fulfill him, and that would help him. And when God did that, he crafted a powerful, valuable, and beautiful creation that we call woman. In Proverbs 31, the woman is described, the woman that God created. Now I know, ladies, I know that Proverbs 31 can be an intimidating chapter, but I want you to know that Proverbs 31 describes all of you who serve the Lord, all of you who are walking with the Lord and doing the best with your families. You say, well, man, I've read that chapter. That's an intimidating chapter. One lady, one lady said, I'll be a Proverbs 31 woman when you give me the Proverbs 31 maids. But I know Proverbs 31 can be intimidating. But I want you to know this morning, ladies, that, that it describes you in the common, ordinary, hard work, powerful, valuable, and beautiful role that God has given to you. I just want to read a verse or two in Proverbs 31. And then I just want to give you three reasons why you're the most essential on this Mother's Day. Number uh, Verse 10 of Proverbs 31 says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. And then it goes to this beautiful description. This very in-depth, incredible description of of the role of women in the world. And then towards the end it says her children rise up and call her blessed. And that's what we're doing this morning. Her husband also, he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. The godly woman. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So ladies, here's the deal. You are the most essential. And we're declaring it this morning. On Mother's Day, mom is the most essential. And I just want to give you three reasons why really quickly. Here they are. Number one, mom, you're the most essential because you are so powerful. You are so powerful. The wise writer wrote in verse 10, who can find a virtuous woman? While this appears to be in the form of a question, like a search, where is she? It is actually a question that he raises so that he can answer it in all godly women. A woman who is virtuous. The interesting thing is when I hear the term virtuous and when you hear the term virtuous in the English language, we often it often throws us a curve. But in the Hebrew meaning of this word, this is the Hebrew meaning of the word virtuous here. It is strength, power, even, even, even the term army 
comes up when you research this word. It is capable, might, force, excellence, valor, warrior, and wealth. Mom, you are so essential. You are the most essential this morning. Because you are so, so powerful. You are so influential. When the writer of this proverb wanted to describe a biblical woman, he describes a powerful, influential person. Somewhere in this translation, we took virtue to mean soft or sweet or passive. And it it carries it with that in, in its moral character to a degree. But virtue, a virtuous woman is a powerful woman. Your influence in our lives, your leadership in our world, your investment in our character impacts not only us today, but you're impacting generations to come. The world has diminished and demeaned the role of biblical womanhood. And in doing so, they've stripped women of the power and influence with which God has created them. Ladies, you're powerful and therefore you're essential. Something about all of us, there's something in all of us that deep down inside longs for the tender, nurturing, sweet, strong hand of our mothers, our wives, our sisters, our families, our children, our society. Yea, even our world is experiencing chaos and confusion. And ladies, we need your powerful influence. Harriet Beecher Stowe said, All places where women are excluded tend downward to barbarism. But the moment she's introduced, there comes in with her courtesy, cleanliness, sobriety, strength, and order. Ladies, you are essential. You're the most essential this morning because of your power. But secondly, ladies, I want to say this to you this morning. You're most essential because you are so not only powerful, but you're so valuable. You're so valuable. This is what the writer said. He said, uh, who can find a virtuous, a powerful, a, a strong, a, val- a woman of valor? Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. Now, they tell us, Dr. Andrew Snelling t- tells us that diamonds get all the attention. But rubies are the first choice of kings and the affluent because of their extreme rarity. He says rubies and sapphires are more rare and more valuable than diamonds. And the writer says, ladies, a strong, powerful, godly woman, her her value is, is far above the most valuable, precious stone. A woman may fall. For a diamond. And guys, this is a great day to do a diamond. And a woman may fall for a diamond. Every kiss may begin with K. But her own value is greater than the most precious stones. Throughout Proverbs 31, we see the value of a lady who works diligently and is prosperous. Prosperous. She's valuable to her husband. She's valuable to her children. Her family trusts in her. She makes them look good. Her, her value is seen in her character in verse 12. It's in her ability to even create a supply chain of food in verse 14. It's in economics and property development. Her values in government and sociology and benevolence. She's valuable in retail and in education. Sheila Graham said, when we examine this ancient biblical ideal of womanhood, we do not find the stereotyped housewife occupied with dirty dishes and laundry. 
her daily life dictated by the demands of her husband and her children. Nor do we find a hardened, overly ambitious, self-centered career woman who leaves her family to fend for itself. She said, what we find in biblical womanhood is a strong, dignified, multi-talented, caring woman. This woman has money to invest, servants to look after, real estate to manage. She's her husband's partner. She's completely trusted with the responsibility for their lands, their property, and their goods. She's faithful in administering her household and influencing her children. And her strongest quality is that, that, is that which is described as she fears the Lord. She's valuable in the spiritual development of her family. The wise man said a woman who fears the Lord, she is to be praised because she's valuable. Mom, you're the most essential this morning because you're powerful. You're the most essential this morning because you're valuable. And let me say this, you're most essential this morning because you are beautiful. Yes, this morning, we rise up and we call you blessed and we rise up and we call you beautiful. As powerful and valuable as women are in this world, God created women with an innate sense of beauty that men do not possess. It's called femininity. Femininity is the combination of silk and steel. God created us male and female, masculine and feminine. This distinction is not a curse. It's a part of God's original design and creation and God's image is most fully revealed in the union of male and female. And the term femininity is a word that has become derisive and it has, it has been lost in our world. Feminism has taken over. But in doing so, the term feminism has take, overtaken our world since the middle of the 20th century. Its design is promoting, in promoting women has become erasing what true womanhood is. In their efforts of equality, they themselves have been guilty of demeaning women by promoting the idea that to be feminine means to be inferior. Therefore, feminism has as its core value the erasing of the distinction between men and women in everything from demeanor to duty. What the feminists have ultimately said is that to be different from a man is to be less than a man. And nothing could be further from the truth. Ladies, you're the most essential because you're strong, you're powerful, you're valuable, and you're beautiful in the way God created you. Wherever the gospel has spread, wherever the social, legal, uh, wherever the gospel has spread, rather the social, legal, and spiritual status of women has, as a rule, been elevated. When the gospel has been eclipsed, whether by repression, false religion, secularism, humanistic philosophy, or spiritual decay within the church, the status of women has declined accordingly. Ladies, don't buy the lie that to be feminine as God created you is to be inferior. You are powerful, you are valuable, and you are beautiful. So what do we do? Here's what we do on this, on this Mother's Day Sunday morning. Men, sons, dads, let's treat our wives, our mothers, and our daughters, and all women with the respect and the dignity they deserve. Ladies, embrace the calling of God on your life. Understand the influence with which God has entrusted you and live godly in a world that is clamoring for your leadership and for your influence and for your godly example. And church, Let's let the church of Jesus Christ be the one 
that speaks the truth about the value, about the power, and about the beauty of women. Happy Mother's Day. Ladies, let me pray with you before we go. Father, we praise you today for the gift that you've given us in our wives, our daughters, our mothers, our sisters, our grandmothers. We thank you for every lady, Lord, who is a part of East Lake Community Church. Every lady that is listening or watching this morning to this Mother's Day service. And I pray, oh God, that the grace of God would be poured out in their life and that they would rely on you, find their strength in you, find their fulfillment in you, find their joy and their security, not in anyone else, but in you, oh Lord, so that you can use them to continue to shape and mold this world. I pray you would help the hurting mother, help the single mother, Lord, this morning. Help the lady who is single and alone this morning. Strengthen her, encourage her, Lord. Show her her power. Show her her value. Show her her beauty, oh God, we pray. And I pray that your name would be exalted in all that we say and do. In the ladies, in the mothers of our church, oh God, would you be exalted. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day.